Hey friend, I wanted to remind you that I have a brand new course available to you that's going to help you grow and scale your business tenfold. And importantly, if you're a new entrepreneur, these are tactics and strategies that are current and definitely going to help you make sure that you're thinking holistically about your business and how to market it, how to put things on autopilot so you're working less and enjoying life more, but also how to put passive income strategies to test. It's also going to teach you how to create your own digital products. It's going to teach you how to brand yourself, not just on social media, but in other platforms. If you want to start a podcast, it's there. If you want to start a YouTube channel, it's there. All of this amazing content is yours if you take initiative now. Now, don't stand on the sidelines like many people have because the quicker you get started, the faster you're going to see success. As long as you put in the work, as long as you stay consistent, as long as you learn from things that are not working and make those adjustments, you will see success. It's the quitters who don't. So I wanted to share with you that I have this brand new course that I'd love for you to get your hands on. It's at mydigitalcourse.com. Again, mydigitalcourse.com. Go check it out. Ask me any questions. You can hit me up on Instagram at The Audience Method. I'm happy to talk you through it. But this is for you, whether you have an existing business and you're looking for additional marketing strategies and tactics. Maybe you want to create your own digital course. This is going to walk you through how to do that and give you more passive income to add revenue to your business. And this is especially good for new entrepreneurs, even network marketers who want to get into digital products or learn the right marketing strategies to get people to pay attention to you so you don't have to chase them, but they come to you. Again, it's at mydigitalcourse.com. Go check it out. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome. I am just so excited to be here today. And we are going to dive into the first topic right now. We're going to talk about how to define your niche. And the reason I chose this topic for my very first episode is because most people, they get this wrong. They struggle with it, yet it's so important to marketing your products, marketing your business, and growing your teams. Niching helps you position yourself as an expert in your field. It also creates a strong connection with your ideal customer, and that helps you successfully make sales and grow your team. So yeah, I would say it's pretty important. Now, the reason why people struggle with niching is because the idea of niching means you're targeting smaller. You are getting laser focused in how you want to serve and who you want to serve. And through this process of getting specific, you will attract certain people to you and repel others away from you. Now, you're probably thinking, why on earth would you want to repel anybody? You want to sell, not repel. But there is a saying in sales and marketing that does ring true. And it's, if you're selling to everybody, you're in fact actually selling to nobody. It's incredibly important 
to be able to speak directly to your ideal customer and audience. But you can't possibly do that when you're focused too broadly. And I'm going to walk you through an example to show you just this. Let's say that you're in the woods with a bow and arrow. And all around you, you see trees with targets on them. Your job is to hit every target within 60 seconds. So you start shooting. And of course, some you're going to make, but most you miss. By the end of the 60 seconds, you have very little to show for all of your effort. Not to mention, you're exhausted. It takes a lot of work shooting aimlessly. Well, that's exactly what happens when you try to sell to a broad audience. You miss most of the time. And you spend a lot of money and resources in the process, trying to refine your ads, sales messages, your content, just to get a sale. But the great thing about niching is that you only have one, maybe two targets and a lot of arrows. So instead of spending time shooting at many trees, you can refine your aim at a select few. So when you think of the example I just gave you, How much easier is it to have 60 seconds to shoot just one or two trees? A lot easier, right? Niching, it gives you the ability to perfect your aim. And the more specific you get with who you want to serve, the greater likelihood your message will resonate and you will make a sale. Another example would be if you're a health coach and you want to help women lose weight. Now, that's pretty broad right? That's a big audience. But if you focus on, let's say new moms who recently had a baby within the last six months and they want to lose belly fat, well, that's much more specific. And so your messaging and your content can be more targeted. Now people really struggle with this idea, especially in network marketing. And I get it. It comes down to mindset. It really does. The truth is Those that struggle, they're coming from a place of lack. And you may feel this way too. You may be afraid that there's just not enough to go around, that if you niche down, you're limiting your opportunity to grow your sales or your team. But I want to challenge you to shift your mindset to a place of abundance, because I promise there is plenty of opportunity to sell to people, even in a small niche. In fact, the riches are in the niches. Statistics and experience show that you actually make more money when you niche than otherwise. Now, why is that exactly? Well, for one, when you niche, you create simplicity and clarity for your customer. If they know exactly how you can help them specifically, they will pay more attention. If you think about buying and selling, We know it's an emotional transaction. People don't buy a product. People buy the way they feel when they have a product. The selling is the story of the product and service, and the purchase is an emotional response to the story. So knowing this in the psychology, then it does make sense that the more specific you can speak to your ideal customer's struggles, their desires, their pain points, whatever, the stronger a connection is formed. And from there, if you can achieve the no like, and trust status, then you, my friend, have won. Let's talk about a real example here. 
Let's talk about a person who suffers from psoriasis. If you don't know, psoriasis is a skin disorder and it can leave scaly, red, inflamed patches all over the body. It's itchy and flaky and it can cause discomfort. Let's say you're focusing on men with psoriasis. Well, you can create a ton of content about how to treat it, cover it up, manage the embarrassment from it, etc. But if you're focusing on skincare in general, well, it kind of looks like this. One day you're talking about an anti-aging regimen for women in their 50s, the next day maybe acne for pregnant moms, and the next infant eczema, and then maybe once in a while you'll talk about psoriasis. Now the problem with this strategy is you have different sales messages and content that's serving different people. And how do you expect to connect on the necessary emotional level with a man dealing with psoriasis if you have different solutions for many? To him, being a potential buyer, he just doesn't see you as an expert in what he needs. You see where I'm going with this? By niching and getting specific, you establish yourself as an authority. People pay way more for experts in specific niches than generalists. Think about it. If you have a problem with your foot, who would you rather see? Your general practitioner or a podiatrist? I'm guessing you're going to say a podiatrist because he lives and breathes feet every single day. He sees multiple patients with different foot problems and he knows all about how to diagnose and treat foot issues because that's his specialty. Now, if you're still hesitant or struggling with niching because maybe you have other products in your MLM or interests or even people that you want to help, well, just because you start narrow, it doesn't mean you can't expand upon your niche over time. In fact, a lot of people do. However, my suggestion is that you start narrow before going wide. It sets you up for quicker success because it positions you as an expert in one thing in your field. And that is the best advice that I can give you. And it's to be known for one thing, be known as fantastic at one thing. And then you will have people running to you. So in summation, what I'm trying to say is going wide, it is an option, but my advice is to wait until about a year or so that you have under your belt with a highly engaged and consistent customer buying base. Once you have that, you have an opportunity to let them get to know you and you're known for that one expert area. And then it's a lot easier to delve into other things you're interested in pursuing later on. Okay. All right. So now you know why we niche and why it's important to do so. Now I am going to walk you through exactly how to differentiate yourself and define your niche with my six step process so that you can easily implement this into your own business. But before we jump in, I did create a niche building worksheet for you to download after this episode. It's going to help you clarify how and who you want to serve. And it's a great supplement to today's discussion. So I want you to hang on tight and I'll share that link towards the end. So you can start strategizing and coming up with ideas for your very own niche. Okay, if you're ready, it is now time to dig in and take notes. If you happen to be in the car or at a place where you just can't take notes right now, don't worry, I have you covered. I already shared with you the worksheet that you're going to be able to download after the episode, 
but you will want to go back and re-listen to this at another time when you can fully concentrate because I am going to walk you through some important stuff and you're not going to want to miss it. I'm going to share some tools and resources that are my go-tos on my daily. And so just don't worry about it right now. I think it's good that you continue listening to the end. You can take in the information so that when you go back to re-listen to some of these areas, you can fast forward to the parts that you want to really take notes on. And you can even speed it up like I do when I listen to podcasts. Sometimes when I have a little bit of time, I speed it up to 1.25 or 1.5 times speed and it goes a lot quicker. So don't worry about it. I've got you covered. All right. Well, here we go. Step one. Here is where you are going to grab post-it notes or a notepad and start brainstorming all about yourself. I want you to write down your demographics, what you've studied, places you've lived, any specialties you have, what you're passionate about, any areas of expertise, industries you've worked in, hobbies, talents, anything and everything you can think of that makes you special and unique. Let's use an example about me. I could write down that I'm a parent, I have a career, I'm good at digital and social marketing, I'm a leader of a team, I love dogs, and I'm obsessed with an organic lifestyle. I love to spend time with my kids. I enjoy coffee and Christmas time. And family is most important to me. Okay? Pretty easy, right? Now, how is all of this helpful, you might be thinking? So what we're doing in this step is we're honing in on how you will serve your ICA, your ideal customer avatar. The how is really important because It comes from a place of strong interest, capabilities, and knowledge that you will use to connect with and serve your ICA. So if you think about my example, which I know is quite limited, but even so, you can see different ways I could potentially serve an audience. For example, I could help teach women how to choose safer cleaning products, or I could show parents how to start businesses online so that they have more time with their children. I could show moms how to create a stress-free, enjoyable holiday season with their family. Now, I really want you to take time here with this step and hash it all out. And as you write it out, do so through the lens of serving others and focus on areas that are of high interest and that you have capabilities in because whatever you end up choosing, you will need to A, like it, and B, be very good at it. Step two, this is the step where you're going to look at all of these ideas from step number one and choose the one thing that excites you. The one thing that you know and understand well. Yes, only one. The one area that you can see yourself doing every day and that you're really good at. I want you to choose something you're either so passionate about that you can't stop talking about it or You're just so good at it and know it so well that it comes so dang naturally to you. The more you can love the subject matter and the more natural it comes to you, then the better and easier it will be for you to sell it. And here's why, because this is going to frame up your niche. What you choose in this step is how you'll be going to market, the solutions you'll be offering. It's determining what products and services you'll focus on. It's shaping the content you'll create and it's representative of your overall brand. So you will really want to know your stuff and truly like it 
because it's all you'll be talking about for a very long time. And don't forget, confidence is an important piece to creating connection. Focusing on an area that you're naturally good at and have experience in, that increases your confidence and helps you sell with much more ease. Step three, choose your ideal customer avatar. Now, to do this one right, there's a lot to get into here. But for this particular exercise, I'm going to keep it at a high level. I'll get into the exact process of how to research and define your ICA on another episode. But today for this exercise, all you need to do is decide based on how you want to serve from step number two, who you want to help, who you want to work with and whose problems you'd like to solve. And again, it's one person. Choose one person you'd like to serve. To get this started, Think about the following questions. What are you passionate about changing in the world? Whom do you feel most empathy for? Whose problems do you burn to solve? Who do you want to work with? Who is that dream client of yours? And this last one is particularly significant because this is your opportunity to decide who you will enjoy helping and working with in your business you get to decide who you want to work with. Nice, huh? So take advantage of this because as much as we love to help people and work with as many people as we can, there are certain clients we may not mesh with or be able to fully serve. And that's okay. There are plenty of other business owners who are better positioned to serve them. Remember the abundance mindset we talked about? There's always enough. And your best chances of success are to find the ideal customer who is right for you. Now on to step four, and this one is research. Yep. Market research is something you'll hear me talk about on this podcast a lot because it's critical to creating your brand and gaining and keeping your customers. If you skip this step, you'll likely run into huge challenges and risk a lot of time and resources on content and individuals who may want nothing to do with what you have to offer. So please do your research. And this is an exercise you should repeat throughout your business so that you know exactly what your ICA wants and needs. Okay, now I'm off my soapbox. So step number four, this is the step you're taking to find out everything you can about your ideal customer avatar. My advice would be to head on over to a few places for research. So write these down. There's DuckDuckGo. You can find so much out about your ICA and for things that you need around content by typing keywords into search engines and seeing the popular phrases that pop up. You can do this for pain point research and for key demographics. I like DuckDuckGo. They don't curate their content. It comes out very naturally and really is what's most popular. Um, You can also try Google, you can try Bing, but that is the one that I use most often. The next one is BuzzSumo, B-U-Z-Z-S-U-M-O. This is an awesome tool I use personally for researching my avatar and for content creation too. This helps when developing freebies or opt-ins as well as for content on social media. It's a very useful tool and I highly recommend you check it out. Pinterest. Yes, the app that most people use for design, crafts, and recipes. 
but it's one of the very best kept secrets for research that I use on the regular. Pinterest isn't an app. It's actually a powerful search engine and you can learn a lot about your ideal customer and what they want by typing into its guided search tool and seeing what's most searched upon. I'm telling you, if your customer is a woman, Pinterest is a place to be. Using Pinterest has helped me create so much value in content and enabled me to speak directly to my ICA. Facebook groups, a great place to check out and see what conversations are happening and any struggles raised by your ideal customer are Facebook groups. So much can be learned through the individual and group dialogues. Check out groups your ICA would be hanging out in. Social media comments. What are they saying? Where are they hanging out? Which platforms do they spend the most time on? Here is where you interact with them, follow them, engage with them, and most importantly, listen to them. And lastly, polling. Poll your people. Ask them directly, whether through your lives, your stories, your posts. Ask them to tell you what they want and need so you can hear it directly from them. There's no better way. While this may take time to get responses, especially as you're starting out, over time, as you build your brand and trust, people will start actively engaging and telling you what they want. Consistency is key here. All right, so I just went through step four, which is the research phase. Now on to step five, which is a pretty simple step, and it's all about choosing platforms. Find out where your ideal customer is spending most of their time. Which platforms do they hang out on? Is it Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn? What's important here and something that's easy to mess up is that you don't dictate the platform. And what I mean by this is that you may gravitate to and enjoy Instagram, for example. But if your ICA isn't spending time on Instagram because they are on Facebook, well, then you're going to have a big problem. And this can be tough to accept because there's likely some platforms that you're more comfortable with or like to be on. However, you need to be mindful of choosing where you'll spend your time promoting and branding your business. So be honest with yourself. You've got to choose a platform where your ICA is most often spending their time. If you don't, you're going to be spending a lot of time wasted on promoting your brand and your products and your opportunity to people who are not interested. Now, the final step for defining your niche is step number six, and that is to publish. At this point, you've spent time niching down and identifying how and who you will target. You now know what they want and where they hang out. So step six is where you get to engage and deliver value-added content to them. For me, publishing is the best part of all these steps because it's where you develop relationships with those you're serving. You're going deeper with them on all levels. So I want you to be intentional here. It's really important. Now, I will say that how you decide to publish is entirely up to you. There are many different options, but you do need to know how your ICA prefers to digest content to make it even more successful. For example, is she a reader? Does he like to listen to audio in the car? Is video something you should consider? Knowing how your ICA likes to absorb content, it helps you define a content strategy that meets their needs. And yes, you can create different formats of content too, like a long message to read one day and a video the next. That works really well with email marketing. 
Mixing it up is fun and it gives your audience some variety that keeps them interested. However, pay close attention to your analytics and the feedback to gauge which content type works best. You may find that one outperforms another and therefore to stick to that one more consistently. Another thing to consider when publishing is timing. When are they taking in your content? Are they on a train in the morning with their phone? Are they exercising at a busy gym on a treadmill? Are they traveling by car to their kids' soccer practice? When are they engaging? This will tell you a lot about the format of your content, especially the length, based on where they are and when they'll be taking it in. So pay attention to this too. Okay, it's now time for the wrap up. We talked about a lot today, and I know I covered many steps in how to define your niche. If you're feeling a little overwhelmed right now, or like you maybe missed some important points, then I want you to go back and re-listen to this episode when you got some free time to really focus. What I want you to take away from today's episode is that defining your niche is such an important part of building a successful brand and business. I cannot stress that enough. Every successful company has a defined niche. It's laser focused and targeted. If you want to grow a large and successful business, then you need to know your niche too. So we're getting close to the end of the episode. Before I recap, I also want you to go grab that niche building worksheet I created just for you over at theaudiencemethod.com forward slash niche, N-I-C-H-E. So go there and grab it. This is going to help you define your area of expertise and the person you want to help and focus your marketing efforts towards. This worksheet goes through the questions and the brainstorming we discussed here to help narrow it down for you. So at the end of the episode, go grab that worksheet. Again, it's at theaudiencemethod.com forward slash niche. And I'll have the link also in the show notes. To recap, I broke down the reasons why you should niche and how niching smaller will actually grow your team and your sales. And I broke down the six steps to niching, which again are one, brainstorming all about you and your unique selling proposition. Two, choosing the how you will serve based on what lights you up the most and your expertise. Three, identifying who you want to serve, your ideal customer avatar and dream client. Number four, performing your market research. Number five, choosing your publishing platform. And number six, publishing with intention. As always, you can connect with me on Instagram directly and my handle is at the audience method and send me a direct message. I would love to hear how you defined your niche through this six-step process. Now, before we go, next week's episode is going to be really good. You know how hard it can be to get people to engage with you on social media? Well, I'm going to provide some ways to get more people replying to your posts and stories and even get them into your DMs. So make sure you check out next week's episode number two. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, then do so now because that will ensure you don't miss an episode. Okay? Well, thank you for joining me today on my very first episode for this podcast series. And I look forward to sharing more nuggets and information that will help you grow your own online business. Until next time.